0: Welcome to Cash Considerations, the podcast that takes you behind the Las Vegas sportsbook from the guys that actually work behind it, with your hosts, Allen Berg, Dave Sharapan, and Matoy Pearson.
1: Boys, welcome. We are here Monday night, uh, May 14th. This is show number 67 of the Cash Considerations podcast, and it's a big day. Uh, the Supreme Court said PASPA was unconstitutional, and the floodgates have officially opened. There's going to be sports wagering in a place in the United States other than Las Vegas. So we're going to discuss that tonight. With uh, tonight joining us, we have Motoy Pearson. What's up, Motoy?
2: What's going on, Dave? How are we doing tonight?
1: I'm good, brother. Um, I'm good. You?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. You know, it's yeah. it's been a big day. We've got the... Uh... You know, the past was figured out, long time coming, obviously, and then, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of books took a bath on that Warriors game, you know, other than that, you know, it was good to see the Knights get a win, so yeah, you know, just kind of waiting, uh, waiting for us to get down, get ready to do the podcast, so Perfect, good.
1: perfect, yeah, that's what we're going to discuss, that's going to be the format of the show, we're going to give our takes on that, and then we'll dive into the hockey and help us with that tonight is a senior bookmaker at Caesars Palace, a regular guest of the show. And uh, Jeff Davis, how are you tonight, Jeff?
0: Oh, things are pretty good, Dave. Uh, Just watched a tremendous hockey game, uh, ate a giant steak, took a nap. (laughs) Uh, You you know, life really couldn't be much better.
1: Oh, man, that's fantastic. How's the cat? Cats
0: good? Oh, cats are great, yeah. Oh, great. All right. How was
2: that steak? <laughs>
0: huh. uh, medium rare, uh, salt and pepper, a little garlic powder. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else you could want. Oh, no, man. yeah,
2: you did well. That's well. I like what I'm hearing.
1: Well, that's perfect. That's the way we're going to bring it in off a big steak dinner and a nap. Um, you know, we have options, apparently, now with sports wagering. Um, it was the topic of discussion. All over town, nationally, it blew up. There was a lot of people talking about it today. That I would say may have been the first time they've ever publicly talked about sports wagering. And this is going to continue nonstop. Um, there's there's going to be opinions. There's going to be facts. There's going to be a lot of fabrications. But everybody's going to have a take, and we're going to give you ours here briefly. Um, Jeff, I know you've been like, you know, involved behind the scenes with looking at different things and options and, you know, without giving away any trade secrets. What do you take away at least initially from this thing being struck down as unconstitutional today?
0: Well, you know, Dave, we've, uh, you know, everybody's been talking about it for a while and we all just wanted an answer like for months now, is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be tomorrow? Well, today's the first day I've finally been able to, uh, turn off the sports book brain for a day. And of course today is the day they decide, uh, (laughs) to say yes, because my phone has been going ballistic all day with texts, emails, phone calls, so you know, to the Supreme Court, thanks, but couldn't you have waited till tomorrow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> did people you, from you know, back east really... text you? Like, you know, are you coming back here? Was, did you get that question? Oh today? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Text from back east. Text from yeah, you know, people coming out of the woodwork. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know, and I can't really speak on it from you know a corporate level, right. but on a on a personal level, like you know nothing really changes from yesterday to today it's going to take some time uh you know new jersey has this bill passed but y- you know dge hasn't even set out regulations yet so it's not like you're going to be able to walk into like the meadowlands and make a bet tomorrow right. on the lightning game so right. y- you know i'm still i'm still a little bit reserved but y- you know excited nonetheless
1: right and You know, Mo, you know, too, from working in the back and and doing everything you do, there's a lot more to, you know, opening up a sports book, you know, than setting up a counter, throwing up some TVs and putting in a platform and betting stations and saying, all right, we're open for business. I mean, and I think the listeners, you know, need to understand that, right? I mean, this isn't, this just opened the door, but you still have to come through and, you know, there's still a lot of things coming, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's gonna be like new territory for you know a bunch of people because it's uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's new. It'll be new to a, plenty of states, and they'll have to learn the trade, you know, and kind of you know how to how to fill out, uh, you know, just certain people coming in, you know, betting. They'll have to learn as far as if they haven't bet, depending on if they you know get the job or not. Um, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, it's a deal that um, you know, a lot of them will have to fill out for maybe a year or so, or you know, kind of just get used to for the time being, but I don't know. I mean, I just never really had a take on it. I feel like everyone's an expert, so I'll listen to them sarcastically. And um, (laughs) yeah, uh, you know, I I, I just want to kind of see how the States do as far as them figuring it out uh, in the next coming up years. And, you know, I'll I'll go from there if I have any like take on it.
1: Well, I know, I mean, I'm not a lawyer um, by any means, but, You know, I like to read the legislations and read the different things. And there's a lot of things that still have to be worked out, obviously. You know, everything from, of course, the the thing I've been hammering on Twitter is the integrity fee and the data fees and all this other stuff. But even more so than that, Jeff, I mean, the tax rates, the the different things that everybody wants a piece of it now and nonstop today, in addition to just talking about it every one of the league statements mentioned keeping the integrity of the game. Uh, I mean, where do you stand on that? Just that statement
0: alone? Well, the integrity fees are just ridiculous. I mean, if, if the, the game wasn't, there wasn't some level of integrity, sports betting has been legal in Nevada for as long as I've known. Why hasn't, these leagues been hammering Nevada for integrity fees for the last two three decades. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like a ridiculous money grab to me. Um, as far as you know, the tax rates, state by state's different, and anybody who's been paying attention to it, it knows that the Pennsylvania tax rate makes you know, the state of Illinois sales tax look non-existent. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, it's, you know, I, I don't know how in its current state, uh, a, a sports going to be able to survive in Pennsylvania without offering a 40 cent line. Correct. I mean, you're going to have to, you know, it's just going to be like minus 20 on every side. Uh, future pools are going to have 58% hold in them. Um, so, you, you know, I, I'm cautiously optimistic in some of these states that it's even going to be able to survive. And I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, you're going to have to have a different operation in every state, or, you know, again, like you guys have said earlier, there's a lot to be discussed. There's a lot to be ironed out. And I think jumping in head first today is a little, you know, we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves. Right.
1: Yeah. There's no question that, that those things are far from being worked out and oh man um, you know the optimism of people being able to place bets in like 30 days you know at Monmouth Park maybe they will but there's going to be a lot of bumps along the way and there's going to be a lot of um, you know maybe a rush to actually get open but then once you do all these numbers that these people are talking about millions and billions of dollars and handle and all this stuff, it's not going to happen right away. So again, well stated, we may be getting a little ahead of ourselves, but it is the topic of the day and we had to discuss it. So I think we did a good job of that for now. And, you know, if anyone has any questions, just you can tweet us and try to contact us that way. We'll see what we can come up with. But Again, a little don't put the cart before the horse here and, and just see how it all plays out. So enough of that. Let's dive into some sports. Let's start with, you know, the main sport going on here in Las Vegas. These Golden Knights. Man, uh, we were trading techs earlier, Jeff. You were, summed it up. That was a hell of a hockey game, and it was entertaining beginning to end um skill level speed every it, it had it all goal tending um I know you watched it from beginning to end
0: and the Knights went off a short dog tonight right yeah the the price is about the same as is game 1 which is generally the case um you, you know the Knights almost didn't survive the first 5 or 6 minute onslaught again tonight um yeah, we got a the we got Shifley a post and a,
1: a post and a, and ahead. then a, bo- a puck sli- slithered through uh, Flurry's legs. I saw was sitting in the blue paint and somebody swept it away. Right?
2: Yeah, it looked like it, it looked like it stopped. Like the puck stopped.
1: Well, whatever what the happened? case was, yeah, it was it was huge that it didn't go in, and they survived, like you said, Jeff, the first five minutes barely. But then what happened?
0: Yeah, they. They kind of got back into their game. They survived the first five or six minutes. It very easily could have been two-zip game Mm -hmm. over again uh, like it was in game one, Uh, but it wasn't. And, you you know, they played really well through the rest of the first period. Uh, The second period was dicey at times. They didn't really have any chances, but they kept Winnipeg on the perimeter. Uh, They you know again they got through the second period and then i thought after they gave it the power play goal early in the third they kind of clamped down and you know they played a really good road game uh you know uh I, if i'm a golden knights fan which i am or if you know anybody who watches has to be happy uh getting out of that barn with a win
1: yeah that's all you could ask for i mean they i mean they they got steamrolled a little bit in game one. Um, I, I thought they played game one from about midway through the second period to the end of the game pretty even, um, it, which was encouraging to see. And you know the way these things go, especially in a place like Winnipeg where the home ice is absurd and it's their first conference final ever. Uh, I mean, it was the emotion, everything. Buff, you know, Buffalo scores that first goal with a slap shot and it all goes a little bit sideways, but tonight they survived that first five minutes, skate with them. And I mean, what do you say about Marsha show? I mean, amazing, right? I mean, really that, that whole line, all the lines played well, but that line looked elite tonight. Did they not?
0: Yeah, they were, uh, yeah, they lived up to the billing. Uh, you know, he plays so much bigger than his size He's as tough as anybody, and he's having a blast out there. Um, he's a, he's really easy to root
1: for. Yeah, how about how he goes in the, in the dirty areas too? Like he goes into traffic and he he skates through it, around it, into it. Um, just makes plays, man. It's so it's it's really good to see um, these guys emerging and continuing to to deliver. And then, I mean, Gallant changes a couple guys in the lineup, and Tatar gets, gets the call and scores a goal. I mean, it's are you surprised, impressed, all the above, whatever, with Gallant's moves, just what he's been able to do throughout each playoff series, plugging guys in, scratching guys, whatever? I, I can't believe that so far the moves continue
0: to be the right moves. You know, it's really impressive, and it just goes to show how much everybody in the room wants to win for everybody else in the room. Uh, You know, the guys that have been sitting and watching the games in the press box. uh, Like, Reeves has been sitting forever, and he's played well the last couple games. And it's – I've been as big of a Tatar guy as anyone. He's been kind of taking a beating here in the media and amongst the fans because – McPhee gave up a lot for him and he hasn't really fit in. He hasn't found his role. And it was really good to see him get one on the rebound because it's a chance. The first chance that he missed the giant open net was like, Oh God, here we go. again. (laughs) Right. But he actually had a really good shift. He caused that whole thing, uh, with the four check, getting the puck back, getting down underneath, uh, and getting his own rebound from frankly a terrible first shot um, and sticking with it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to see everybody uh, just kind of gelling and uh, you know, getting one when we needed to get one.
1: Yeah. the, The way, I mean, he came in with big expectations and, you know, arguably hasn't lived up to those expectations, but you know, I don't know who could if they didn't come in and score a bunch of goals and make a bunch of plays. So, um, yeah, good to see him, you know, break through and get one. Um, The team is so deep and so, like you said, the room, you can tell they're one. I mean, they are playing together. They're playing for each other. And I don't think you could ask for anything more. I mean, they're going to come home in Game 3 around 140 favorites totals. I think it'll be around five and a half. Uh, You like a side in game three. I know it's just fresh off of this one, but, um, and I, you know, uh, Winnipeg's a good road team too. I mean, this is not going to be an easy series. Expected it to go six or seven, but
0: I'm leaning. I like Vegas in game three already. Yeah. I'm with you. However, I'm cautiously optimistic um Winnipeg went into Nashville and beat them 3 times. Right. Um, <laughs> and the game they lost, they lost in overtime. So, it's not like if if any Vegas fan is going to the game to expect to see seven nothing like uh, against the Sharks. Uh they have another thing coming. I, I think the crowd is going to be nuts. I will be in the crowd going nuts as well. Um but I'm just not. I think they're going to win. I'm not so so sure it's going to be, you know, the typical Vegas comfortable home win like many others we've seen.
1: Right. Yeah, I liked game uh, game one under. It got a push. This one went under Survived tonight. Survived that. that yep, one. Yep. That was that was lucky. Um, tonight was under. I expect more the games to play out more like tonight's game, like. That's the way it's going to be. It's going to be very tight. Um, Vegas has to stay out of the box, right? I mean, he cannot give up power plays to this team.
0: Oh, the, the, the number one power play unit is <laughs> – uh, it's as good as any. They move the puck and they just have guys that can shoot. And they – they, they, I don't know a team in the league with a more dangerous top power play unit than, than Winnipeg does – I mean, Wynes is as good as Ovechkin and Stamkos in the left circle with a Mm -hmm. one-timer. You know, Shifley and Wheeler moving the puck and Stastny being a complete pest in front of the net. You know, and and Bufflin can hammer them with the best of them out, out at the right point. So, I mean, you have to be... They have to be aggressive on the penalty kill. They can't pack it in and let them move... Uh, the puck, because in game one, the second goal of the game was a three or four, uh, you know, quick passing play to Line A uh, coming in from the left point, uh, you know. Or if you're going to let him shoot, his release is as good as anyone. Uh, the skill level that team possesses is is pretty scary, really.
1: Yeah, um, we used to call it. You got to have good sticks, you know, when you're killing the penalties. You have to have those passing lanes really narrowed down. You know, and get big. You know, spread your stick out and, and and make sure you can deflect a pass or at least close a passing lane. Because you're right, they're the best in the league. I think power play wise, um, the way they move the puck. So that'll be the key. Vegas stays out of the box. I think we'll be uh, we'll be there. You know, Fleury. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's been it's been fun to watch. Um, going to the other series. What the hell happened to Tampa? Lose both games at home? I mean, Washington riding a momentum off of beating the Penguins finally. Um, wow. You want to talk about what they're doing right now? Forget it. I mean, is this series over? I mean, it's a short price with Washington. It's so
0: tempting. Why is it only 115 or 120? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, we've joked on the show Dave, and we've joked in person how, and it's been a while, this isn't a new thing, that this is clearly the worst. I mean, worst might not be the right word, but we'll call it the least of the last five or six years uh, caps entries. And we're like, ah, they'll just beat the Penguins this year just because. And of course they did. The Penguins were terrible in that series, frankly. Yep. Um, But to give the give credit where credit is due, the Caps played real well. Holtby's been incredible, but I can't believe how stone dead Tampa was in Game One. I mean, uh, I don't even know. It it was four nothing, and the Tampa only had four shots. Yeah, it was four nothing. I, I mean, it what's was,
1: going on with them? With they they can't even get the puck to the net.
0: It's crazy. I, I mean, i I didn't get to see much of Game Two. Um just based upon the fact that every other night there's a Golden Knights game, and if I want to sustain any semblance of a relationship, uh, <laughs> we kind of have to go out on the other nights. <laughs> so I, right. I didn't uh, I didn't get to watch much of last night, but reading about it, it seems like maybe not so much more of the same as Game 1, but Washington really just, they're just better, they're just playing incredible.
1: Yeah, they are, and um, well, game two, they scored the first goal, but then uh, the power play got them back into it, and they took a short lead, but uh, it was short-lived. And then Washington did what they do—they got a lead, and you want to talk about t- keeping a team on the perimeter? Literally, Tampa cannot get shots on goal, and I—I um, I I mean, it, it's hard to say that they're going to get swept, but. Uh, I get the price in that this has to be Tampa's best game, game three. There's no other way. Um, but 120, 115, I, you know, we never use that word trap line. That's, you know, for people that don't bet to use and talk about. But, my God, 115 to 120 is the price, and it looks way too easy. Six is the total. Um, I, I They're going to be so – Beyond jacked
0: up in Washington for that game, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, like you said, you don't know how this isn't Tampa's best game. I question how wasn't game two their best game, right? I mean, after total, I mean, they played incredible against a really good Boston team, and then this has happened at, in their own building. Um, I'm I'm a bit baffled, but yet. Not at the same time, like, it makes me just want to go bet Washington in game three. But, I mean, I probably won't. But what has Tampa shown that makes you believe that they're just going to revert to, like, how they played in game four and five against Boston? Yeah. I I don't know. I, who's the backup in Tampa in net? Oh, Is you the... don't want to know. I I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think Louis Doming makes an appearance. Oh in the series my goodness! That's from realistic. the start of the game, like they they uh, they went past Peter Budai to get Louis Doming. Oh so man. I mean, Vasilevsky's going to have to be, uh, you know, like epically bad in Game Three for Louis Doming to make to start for.
1: It might be a quick hook like it was in uh, in Nashville when Renee got pulled after two goals because a couple of the goals in Game Two were soft goals. Um, and Tampa can't have any more soft goals. They 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 just got deflated, and um, they they played like it. It was it was not a, a good effort in the third period. So we'll see how that one goes. I, I again, it looks too easy, but Washington has to be a play there. We'll see how it plays out. Tomorrow night, um, let's jump to the NBA, and we can get Mo back involved in the show because he takes a little bit of a hiatus when we start talking about <laughs> hockey, and, Je- and Jeff and I can just blast about hockey for for hours. So, um,
2: Mo Toy, was, what do, what do uh, we was, got with this Warriors team? What oh, I, I mean, I was quite entertained with the in the uh, the, the night's game. i uh, One of the announcers accidentally called. Uh, William Carlson, Eric Carlson. Oh, I thought that was pretty good. I thought uh, it wasn't the highlight of the game, obviously, but for me, <laughs> listening in on it, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, well, that's, yeah. uh,
1: that's part of it when you get the national announcers sometimes, and you know, it's it, like, he gets a pass. I got to be
0: honest; I wouldn't mind seeing Eric Carlson and not John Merrill or Lucas Spiza manning the blue line for for Vegas,
1: <laughs> right? Well.
2: So it's Marvel,
1: yeah. We can hold out hope. Let's let's see see how this season plays out, and guys might want to come here. That's another thing that's, that's being talked about, you know, in other circles that this may be a destination place here in the next couple years for some free agents. So that'll be interesting. Um, NBA game one tonight. Golden State, Mo. Is Houston gonna gonna win a game in this series or what?
2: I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to really say. Well, you know, Harden scoring 40 and still losing, you know, by basically double digits. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be rough, man. You know, even for a team like that who can, you know, match them in firepower, they just can't guard any, like everyone on the team, which is basically every NBA team. You know what I mean? They just have too much firepower. And, uh, you know, with, you know, excluding Durant and Curry, which is just crazy. They're on the same team. Um, but guys, you like, you know, Draymond Clay gave him I think twenty-seven a night. Nick Young added some points. Uh, his range is crazy. He doesn't care about where he shoots from as usual. Um, but yeah, I mean for a Rockets team that, you know, can put up, you know, 110, 120 points a night. I mean, you're you're facing a team that can do that and you know, they can defend just as well and hit you in spurts that, you know, they they, they usually don't know. I mean, they got they got dominated in the second half at home. And uh, I think it's going to be more of the same in Game Two.
1: Um, we had talked about the series price, and Golden State was a pretty heavy favorite. Expect that to not quite double, but it's gone. It's going to go up significantly. Yet it right looks, right
2: now.
1: What you have it? What is it?
2: Yeah, uh, they're uh, minus five fifty. Whoa! Rockets are yeah four and, four and a quarter. Whoa. Rockets right now, yeah.
1: How do you do it? You go, hey-o! <laughs> I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean for, you know, giving up game one, and especially like that, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't go so far to say it's fair, but I mean, I you could easily see it coming. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, they just outmatch everyone. And tonight, you know, when the Rockets kind of gave them their best punch early, uh, the Warriors got right through it, and then, you know, uh, they kind of showed them, you know, how, how to play that type of ball. And uh, you know, it's hard for anyone to have an answer for it, even even the Rockets who are as good as they are. So So game two's line
1: is what? Houston is favored minus two, is that correct?
2: Right. Yeah, again. A little bit high of a total, two twenty five, they're usual between these two teams.
1: Who in the hell well, is gonna bet Houston minus two? I don't know. Jeff, is it's anybody gonna people? bet Houston
0: minus two? Um you, you know, they always The NBA generally uh, subscribes to the zigzags theory, hence, uh, you know, Houston being a little bit more pricey than they were tonight. uh, I can't speak for knowing anything about uh, how the teams – I mean, I know the basics of how the teams play, but just the amount of bets there were on Golden State, you know, over the weekend coming into tonight – at least from a general public standpoint, I mean, I, I can't see Joe Square running to the window with fistfuls of dollars to say, give me the red team in this or, game. Right. Just, you know, it's just not going to happen. It's, de- it's definitely not going to happen. That's one of
1: those lines, you know, I, I call them the head scratcher, and I, and I know why it's too and, you know, we've all heard the zigzag theory and all that stuff. I get it, but... Man, they had the game was tied at halftime, and Golden State did what they do. They 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 outscored a team significantly in the third quarter and held on to win. They've yeah. number one team in basketball, uh, outscoring their opponent in the third quarter. That's what they do. They did it again. I don't know how Houston's going to prevent that unless they get up big at halftime and can hold them off. The total's interesting, 225. That's what it fell tonight. It's going to be right around that number again. I don't think there's any advantage with that one. Um, how about the other series? <laughs> the Celtics absolutely destroyed <laughs> Cleveland in game one. Uh, I, I I stopped watching it when it was 38-18. to 18. I said, uh, okay, this one looks to be about done. And Cleveland did what they did. You know, packed it up, chalked it up as one loss. Didn't matter by how many points. Um, initial thoughts, Mo. Cleveland gets game two.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think on Friday we we went with Warriors and Celtics uh, with our picks um, yep. before the weekend, which I thought was okay. I, you know, it's it's a rough game. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, I like Cleveland. I actually love Cleveland here. Um, you know, it, it was tough. You know, when, Celt- when the Celtics were making five baskets, the Cavs were making one. So, you know what I mean? I, I just can't see them playing any worse.
1: Five is always um, more than one. Definitely. That is,
2: this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my math my math isn't always good, as you know, from the past. But, um, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, well, it looks like the Celtics are up by 80 again. So, they're doing pretty well. So, um, What's the yeah, series you know, price now in that one, Mo? It is... Cleveland's still favored in the series yeah dollar 20 in most spots dollar 20 so even money on Boston yeah I mean it's a big game it's they're at home I know they're young and a lot of people overreacted but I mean that's what a you know a, a team like that should be you know should do you know even with LeBron on there and I wouldn't go so far to say a bunch of nobodies but you know lifeless organisms you know around them you know trying trying to get buckets and yeah, it's you know it was rough for them. The the youth kind of got to them, and you know I think being down by that much, if you're not making any threes, it's it's almost that time. So yeah, they just packed it up early
1: mm. in game one. I know you don't Dave, really watch much of it, Jeff, but
0: go ahead. We we've talked about this before, and uh, judging from what I saw on uh, it was this yesterday, you probably could have come into your shift. And wrote a series of, I don't know, three hundred calves and over parlays in oh. various denominations, yeah. and just handed them out yeah. to very, you know, because there was no Celtics money, there was no At under all. money, none. none, there was none. And <laughs> and it, what's going to end up happening is in game two, all the public that bet the Cavs are going to flip to the yep, Celtics, yep, and yep, the yep, Cavs are going to win like. Ninety nine seventy one in game <laughs> two, just yep. because that's what happens, having nothing to do with the actual sport of basketball. Um, <laughs> it's. I actually read it, one of the funniest tweets I've ever read. Uh, at you know, late in the first half, someone put on Twitter during the Cavs Celtics game. This is the single worst game in the history of the Toronto Raptors. it's just fantastic stuff oh
1: that's awesome um so uh, stevens didn't get a a single vote for coach of the year and um
2: travesty yeah
1: and and there's a lot of I, i heard an off take today that you know there may be something behind the scenes there amongst uh you know, people thinking that maybe he gets too much credit, so now we're not gonna vote for him, et cetera, et cetera. And other people had good years and whatever. But you wanna talk about a guy who has a plan and executes it. Um whatever lineup he played to get that first quarter lead and sustain it, I that's not gonna change. So, yes, we've seen these things before, and yes, that's what that's what's gonna happen. People are all gonna bet Boston. So I I would say Cleveland would probably be the side as far as betting. But, man, I've been watching these playoffs, Mo. Cleveland on the road is not the same. I mean, they're just – they're not, I don't think, elite anyway. But, man, on the road, they just look different, don't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been – I mean, you know, for the exception of the Raptors series. Yeah, no, it's – you know, especially in Boston on the flip side, they haven't lost a game at home. So, I mean, for them it's, it's a little bit more rough. And the energy's up and, you know, you just can't get, you know, shell-shocked and be down by 20 within, you know, the first 10 minutes of the first quarter. It's kind of what you want to avoid. But, you know, I think the difference is, you know, where the Sixers actually played them well and lost those games late, you know, with younger guys. You know, I hate to be cliche, but, you know, if I had LeBron there and, you know, the Cavs were at five with, you know, a minute to go, I think I'd feel a little bit more safer than with Ben Simmons or Embiid having the ball. Right. Um, you know, so I, it's 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 tough to say right now. I mean, you know, it's I, I love the way that people overreacted because I still think the Cavs and the Warriors are going to meet up. I think it's inevitable. Um, hopefully, no one quotes me on that. Although they can, because I've been saying it this you've been, whole time. I was going to
1: say you've been saying it for at least a month. So that's yeah, you yeah, yeah, live or die. What do you say or something like that? Yeah, that's what you're going with.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh I mean, I pointed out I thought they were going to have a tough uh, series against the Pacers and then I figured that was going to help them. So, I mean, you know, a loss like this, I feel like they should be fine and then the Warriors will ultimately win it in probably five.
1: Oh, wow. So that's okay.
2: That's that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing in the in the in the near future here.
1: Wow. All right. So, we're going to stick to that. That's cool. All right, boys, we got about uh 10 minutes left. We're just going to roundtable some some things. I'm going to throw a couple things at you. Did you see the Lomachenko fight over the weekend, either one of you? I'll start with you, Jeff.
0: Uh, Yes, I actually watched three fights this weekend. I watched the Lomachenko fight, and then I watched the uh, the HBO doubleheader uh, that followed. Um, Yeah, Uh, boxing is great. I wish MMA wasn't killing it um, because, frankly, boxing is far better. But again, that's just the Jeff editorial
1: that was a that that turned out to be a pretty good fight, didn't it? I mean, Lomachenko obviously that body shot I mean literally when you see it, you literally cringe. you're like, oh my god that that was perfectly delivered, but I mean, he got knocked down, he got hit hard himself. that was a pretty impressive performance by both, but
0: you know Lomachenko's just on a different level though no? yeah he's he's so technically sound. Uh, Linares put up a great account of himself, uh, you know, because Lomachenko just technically breaks down everyone he fights. He's only had what? This is his, I think, like his 13th thirteenth fight. Yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's excellent, but this fight was uh, his toughest test, in my opinion, and he fought through adversity and, you know, was ex- <clears throat> excuse me, was excellent again.
1: What do you think, Mo? Mm-hmm.
0: Did you watch it?
2: No, yeah, I was It's uh, kind of inebriated. I was at a buddy's baby shower. This was <laughs> later on. But I think I watched the rerun, but I thought it was it was happening live. That's that's a whole other deal. Oh, but that's the state you were in. was run. like, that's no, good. it's already over. And I was like, well, let me just – anyway, yeah, I, you know, between Lomachenko, I mean, you know, he's had, you know, kind of a – not getting over but dominating his opponents as of late but you know it's always good to see a, a you know prize fighter kind of um you know get tested and you know see how he does coming out of his uh you know with his with his bag of tricks and you know figuring out an opponent late in a round like that and getting a body shot victory is a uh, it's pretty unreal man it was it was incredible
1: Yeah our boy uh, our boy AB couldn't be with us tonight but broke down the fight really well on our last show if you guys want to go back to the archives and listen to that because he's our resident boxing and, and uh, MMA guy, but um, he said he was a generational fighter, and it was well worth a watch. You know, especially being on free TV—not free, but on ESPN, not pay-per-view. So I was I was glad that I watched it, and uh, I was impressed. Again, he he stepped up in weight, like Jeff said, he fought through some adversity, took a punch right on the chin, went backwards, and got up and. And finished off his guy. So, um, did that fight go under
0: by seconds? It actually went over by seconds. Oh, it
1: did. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, and there was huge steam on over uh, throughout the day. Uh, it steamed up like forty cents. Oh wow! Uh, and I believe it got there by about it, maybe fifty seconds. Okay,
1: okay, because AB said he he like he liked the under in the plus price
0: and. Uh, Let's just say I got a sour text from A.B. <laughs> soon after the <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm sure you did. Um uh, while, not to, to, to go off uh, kilter here, but before we change the subject, uh, if any of the listeners uh, enjoy the sport of boxing, uh, keep your eye on a guy named Jaime Munguia. Uh, he was the HBO uh, main event after the Lomachenko fight. Uh he's super welterweight, but he's actually bigger. Uh he was a late uh replacement to fight uh this guy, Stadam Ali. And he knocked him down four times. The fight was like a pick 'em. Uh and he absolutely pummeled his opponent. Uh he's now twenty nine and oh with twenty five KOs. Um Ooh. he actually was someone they talked about as a replacement to fight uh Golovkin, uh last week, but uh they didn't end up choosing him, and uh, I'm curious to see uh, what this guy becomes. But, man, wow. he can hit hard.
1: All right. That's good to know. We'll put that one uh, in the archives and be reminded, hopefully, when he fights again to uh, to see you know who he's up against. Uh, Jeff, I was going to give you some props here for uh, some World Cup. Uh, I saw, did you guys release some stuff today on the
0: World Cup? Uh, yeah, we put up some stuff Friday. Um, I put up uh, over-under points uh, in the group stage, points being three points for a win, one point for a draw, uh, for all 32 teams in the World Cup. Um, also considering putting up some more stuff next week uh, with uh number of goals each team will score during the World Cup is a prop I'm working on now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, soccer's your thing. I know you like it, and you watch it, you follow it. Um, Is it tough to to put these props up, and do you get a lot of
0: action on these? We will. We haven't got any action really yet, but the fact that we haven't got any big action makes me confident with the numbers at least. Mm -hmm. Um, You you know, because those kind of props tend to be you know, there's always a, a shark trying to smell blood in the water, so to speak. Um, but Yeah, we know when the number is know, bad. The, Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to put up all 32. You, you know, I, I'm not going to put up two. I'm either not going to put them up or I'm going to put them all up. Right. So eventually you got to be careful because – you know you're going to make a mistake here or there but you know we've got some small bets which is actually the idea um you know trying to keep the public happy with something different um something fun uh so we'll see how it goes uh i hope to have up lots and lots of stuff come tournament time and um hopefully uh we can have the app open at three in the morning for these 4 a.m games uh, oh my
1: is that a plan you're going to try to do that
0: yeah, hope to. Uh, oh, not wow. written in stone, but uh, it's at least uh, on the discussion table. Oh wow! Okay.
1: Uh, we got about two and a half minutes left. What the hell is wrong with the Los Angeles Dodgers, Jeff? Are they done? I mean, are they? Do they? Basically, I mean, they're sixteen and twenty-four, seven games back of the Diamondbacks,
0: beat up as hell. Are they done? <laughs> What's interesting? The last time I was on the show we were having a laugh about the Cincinnati Reds and (laughs) some of it at my expense and some of it at the Reds expense. But I did mention that the Reds are better than their record and they go into LA and sweep the Dodgers. Um, Man, if you rolled that ticket over four times, speaking of cash considerations, I know, I know, I know. But, um, you know, they've, they've had a lot of things Things go against against them as far as the injuries go. And, you know, they they have a lot of issues there. You look at the lineup they put out there every day. It's not good. It's not good. Um, <laughs> you know, Alex Wood's pretty good, and, and Jansen struggled at the beginning. But, you know, he's been good lately. But they're a team that lacks depth. Um, you know, their six, seven, eight in the lineup is pretty forgettable, to be honest. Yeah, and the top of the lineup's not hitting either. So
1: now... It's a struggle to just score three runs. I mean, they're just struggling to, to get three runs in a game. And if you don't score three,
0: you don't win many ballgames. So that's – And the... who's going to win that division? I mean, the Diamondbacks went on – got a house of fire. They've lost six in a row, and A.J. Pollock got hurt tonight. I mean, without without him in the lineup, that lineup is, is terrible, frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Goldschmidt and, and you, me, and Mo. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> and Mo can't hit a curveball.
0: Mo definitely no. cannot <laughs> hit a curveball. No, and I can't get lefties out, so we're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
2: man. It'd be a sight to see, though. It'd be uh, a sight. People would pay to see it.
0: Mo, you got about
1: 20 seconds. What do you make of this Otani guy for for the Angels? Is he fun to watch or
2: What? Yeah, yeah, my family's you know they're all big Angels fans, coming from Cali, so they're loving it. My dad's my dad's always asking me about him and stuff. So, yeah, I mean you know it was it was a uh, you know fun to hear about all the uh, the hype coming in. I'm glad that he's doing good.
1: Yeah, man, it's that's that's a story to watch all season. The Angels are going to hang around, I think. Uh, that division's playing pretty good at the top. Angels, Astros, and Mariners all separated by a game. So we'll see how that one plays out. That's going to do it tonight for the show, boys. Jeff, thanks for joining us as always. Mo, excellent job, sir. AB, hopefully you're listening somewhere and uh, can hype up the show on Twitter. That'll do it for the Cash Considerations Podcast.